Welcome to a special series of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Here, I'm introducing you to a variety of expert professionals for your divorce team. Some you may know about, others you may not. I'm your host, Beverly Price, Divorce and Empowerment Coach. I'd like you to be aware of all the resources available to you that weren't available to me during my divorce because I want your divorce to be a better experience than mine was. From attorneys and mediators to financial experts to real estate and mortgage professionals, domestic violence experts and child-centered divorce, we'll be exploring how these professionals can support you. Through these conversations with incredible divorce professionals, we hope to provide valuable insights and information to empower you to make informed decisions and feel confident as you move forward in the divorce process. We're in your corner, empowering you to be the master of your divorce while feeling confident, capable, beautiful, and stepping into the next best chapter of your life. Join me in each of these episodes for practical advice, actionable tips, and insights to prepare you for this challenging time. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series. I'm Beverly Price. I'll be introducing you to experts from various fields who can help you navigate your divorce process. From coaches to legal professionals, financial advisors to real estate agents and everything in between, my goal is to provide you with all the information and support you need to achieve the best outcome for yourself. This series is for women who are in every phase of the separation or divorce process. Whether you're just thinking about divorce, have separated, are in the midst of the legal or financial negotiations, or are already divorced, this series is meant for you. It is my pleasure to introduce you today to my guest, Carrie Jacobson. Carrie is the founder and managing partner of the Jacobson Family Law Practice and has been practicing law for nearly a decade having successfully represented clients in all facets of family law, including separation, divorce, custody, child support, post-divorce enforcement, and other family law-related manners. Through her experience litigating, Carrie has found that the conflict associated with litigation, which can just be something awful, often tears a family apart, making it toxic for children and their parents. As a certified mediator and collaborative divorce attorney, Carrie has also seen how these forms of alternative dispute resolution can lead to foster successful co-parenting arrangements. How wonderful. Carrie has chosen to dedicate her practice to working with clients who wish to resolve their disputes without court intervention. She assists clients in choosing between mediation, collaborative divorce, or separation agreements in order to keep the drama out of her divorce. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Beverly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so impressed with all those credentials. I just, um, you know, back when I was divorced, we didn't have all the different versions of divorce or the versions of professionals. And it just, I learned something new absolutely every single day. Um, 
I myself, when I was divorced, there was a mandatory separation agreement, uh, a mandatory separation period of a year. And I always got a separation agreement, so I didn't know anything different. And today, there's so much more than that. Yes, there's so many different process options that are available to parties going through a divorce. And it's really a matter of finding the process that works for them. And hopefully that is something outside of the litigation world. Yes, I think everybody could agree on that. Now, why should you not have a do-it-yourself <laughs> divorce or separation agreement? That's a real interesting question. Can't wait for the so, answer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, many parties think that, you know, we kind of agree. We know what we want to do. And so we, why can't we just do it on our own? Right. The problem with that approach is you don't know what you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. And most people, this is typically their first divorce, and they don't necessarily know all of the legal aspects to include, not only to protect themselves now, but also protect themselves in the future. Yes. So it's important to, at, at a minimum, have an attorney review an agreement. Um, you know, the sad thing that I have seen, unfortunately, is people often enter into these agreements with the best intentions. Yes. And sometimes they don't include a specified schedule with regards to parenting time. They just are going to figure it out on their own. And while that is lovely, as long as the parties and parents are getting along, the problem is what happens when they're not? Yes. And so it really is a bigger hurdle down the road to make changes to an agreement than it mm -hmm. is to put them in the agreement at the outset. Gotcha. So I always recommend putting a specified time schedule in the agreement with the hope and understanding that the U.S. parents can deviate from that agreement as much as you want to, but to have a fallback in case yes. something goes wrong. I love that. And you said something that was so key to what my clients and what I've seen, and that is the word regret. And there, you know, you think of two, five, ten years down the road and you look back, what okay. do you want to feel about your divorce process? Do you want to regret it? Do you want to regret that there were things you did or didn't do? And so I love your phrase, you don't know what you don't know. And so many of the women that I've seen post-divorce have a lot of regrets and it's very sad. Right. And we don't want people to have regrets and we want to set them up for a healthy future. And it's not that we want to make things more messy. We really mm -hmm. want to guide them and make sure that they're making informed decisions now so that they are in a better place going forward. Gotcha. What professionals um, do you suggest that someone should have as a part of their divorce team? There are so many. <laughs> it really <laughs> does take a village for a divorce to work well. Um, yeah. I think it's very important for um, individuals to have a divorce coach, such as yourself, so that they can process the emotions um, that they're going through in the divorce process. That may also include potentially having an individual therapist because the rules are not the same. Right. Um, 
also a divorce financial expert because Mm -hmm. yes, we attorneys are often dealing with the financial aspects. We don't have the same expertise as a financial expert, um, a certified divorce financial analyst, um, as we refer to them, the CDFA. Those individuals really can work with a person to look at what is the settlement proposal? What are your goals going forward? And is this going to get you to where you need to be? How long is it going to be before your money runs out? Um, And they can also typically, after the divorce is over, help with the financial planning side so that you are set up for the, you know, to meet your goals in the future. Right. And then there can be other, you know, um, professionals that come into play. Often we need a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. Um, You know, all of those individuals typically will touch a divorce as it's going along. When you hear the phrase forensic accountant, does that tend to be exclusively involved with litigation or it can that be involved with mediation as well? I have not experienced forensic accountants in the mediation setting, though I can see how it could potentially be involved if there is some concern or mistrust. Okay. Um, and so I could see where that could alleviate some of the concern to prove that mis, um, you know, misdeeds are have been happening or or whatnot. Gotcha. Okay. What are the benefits of alternative dispute resolution? And what's that's a this long term alternative dispute resolution? Um, give us a little bit of description of what that is. So again, there's many different process options that are available that fall under the umbrella of alternative dispute resolutions. It could be your classic mediation. It could be the official collaborative divorce. It could simply be settlement negotiations back and forth between either the spouses directly or their attorneys indirectly. Really any of those fall into alternative dispute as opposed to the the classic litigation. But the benefit to any of those as opposed to the litigation route would be one, the amount of time that it saves a couple. Right. Because they can resolve their differences in as little as a few months as opposed to if they're going to court potentially years and years of back and forth. Typically, the other big um, advantage is the cost savings associated with alternative mm-hmm. dispute as opposed to litigation. If they the couple can choose mediation, they could potentially choose neutral experts. So what I have seen in the past is maybe one person has um, a business interest, right? Mm-hmm. And... In litigation, the common scenario is each of them are hiring their own expert to do the valuation, and then it's a battle of the experts. What I've seen in alternative dispute is they agree on a neutral business valuator and agree to use that Mm. individual's number. So right there, they've saved half the cost of what they would have paid in experts. Gotcha. The other big thing is that it's now private. 
you're not going to court and oh you know, yeah putting all of this private information into the public sphere that everybody has access to if you are able to resolve your issues outside of court all of that behind the scenes the potential mud throwing hopefully it doesn't come to that but any of that those conversations are completely private the only thing the court ever sees is the final agreement and that's it and so great it can really help you know going forward because you don't have the risk yeah. of other people learning your dirty laundry are there certain types of divorces that um that must go to litigation very few honestly um it is i was very... thinking about domestic violence in particular <laughs> even in those scenarios not necessarily if okay. someone is supported, usually the domestic violence survivor, um, as long as they are supported with the professional assistance and the knowledge, then th they can really resolve issues outside of court. But the, it still takes both of them to be able to negotiate. But at least in that right. scenario, the domestic survivor has has even the playing field somewhat because now they have a professional that's either helping them on the sideline or advocating for them through the negotiations. And so it, that's, do you, you know, have it's to be to present. Do they have to be present? So if, if, for example, they're afraid of seeing their abuser or they're afraid that if their abuser sees them, they'll be followed or stalked mm -hmm. or whatever. Can, do you have to physically participate with that abuser in mediation? So I will say that virtual mediation has been amazing at coming out of COVID. So many times the mediations are happening virtually and each of their individuals are in their own space. So there gotcha. is security there. They don't necessarily have to disclose their location. Um, and then the other thing is that we as mediators can use special tactics and different tools in our toolbox. And sometimes if a couple cannot have effective communications in even the virtual room together, we can mm -hmm. put them in breakout rooms and we can do shuttle okay. mediation back and forth. And, and so, what does that mean? Yep. So basically what it means is one person is in one breakout room, the other person is in the other, and I, as the mediator, go back and forth between the two breakout rooms to kind of relay the information and proposals that are, are being relayed wow. from one to the other. And so it really can be yeah. an effective tool because they're not arguing or talking over one another, right? And, the, right. and I can diffuse some of the tension by relaying the message in a way that it's going to be heard in a different manner than if it's coming from the wow. other individual. That also sounds like that might be kind of an interesting approach to high conflict divorces. Absolutely. Yes. Because, because yes, so the attorneys in litigation are going to play the conflict out to the hilt Whereas right. you're kind of bringing it in and trying to diffuse it. 
Absolutely. Interesting. And wow. And we can do it with attorneys present, um, you know, in the various breakout rooms. I have done that multiple times. But we can also do it with just the parties and having the their attorneys kind of in the background. Um, nothing is signed. Nothing is official until it is signed by the parties and they have an opportunity to review it with their attorneys first before it's submitted to the court. Okay. Um, I get asked fairly frequently, and I always refer them to an attorney for this, but how quickly can someone get divorced? So you were mentioning before in your situation having to have a separation period. This varies state by state, okay? Okay. So it depends on the state that the person is living in. I work in Maryland, and so Maryland has gotten has primarily done away with the one-year separation period. So now the law here in Maryland is as long as a couple has a signed separation agreement that resolves all of the issues between them as a result of their marriage, they can move forward with an uncontested divorce on the mutual consent ground without being separated from one another. So they can be living in the same house. Um, You're kidding. Wow. No. Um, yeah, that's actually amazing. Had, <laughs> yeah, we've actually had some uh, clients who have decided that they're going to continue to live in the same house and co-parent for a period of time, usually for financial reasons, um, mm-hmm. but then move forward with their divorce. And that is absolutely okay with the Maryland courts. Wow, that is really interesting. Because I've had people ask a lot of questions about what are the rights uh, surrounding the marital home uh-huh. uh, in terms of who can live in it, who cannot, when somebody has to move out? Are there any general rules of thumb around that? So I can, again, only speak to Maryland, but the general rule okay. of thumb is there are very few situations where a spouse can be kicked out of the house in the middle of separation. Okay. Um, typically, the scenario is if there is domestic violence and there is a protective order in place, right? Um, or if there is a court order that gives one parent use and possession of the house during the pendency of the litigation. Otherwise, okay. it's really only if the parties agree that one is going to um, vacate the property. Well, I can't even imagine that living living with your spouse that you're divorcing. That just yeah, to me seems like it's got its own set of of issues. Um so one of the things that I think is so critical is not just viewing divorce as this very tunnel vision short-term process, but okay. to see its impact all the way out literally until you die. Uh-huh. And, and beyond. And so that kind of gets into estate planning. And um, a lot of people, number one, don't have one. And number two, don't update it. So tell us a little bit about the importance of estate planning and updating estate plans. Yes. So obviously it's important for anybody to have an estate plan so that they can specify how they want their assets, you know, divided upon their passing. It's especially important for individuals who have minor kids 
because right. you want to say who's going to take care of the kids if something happens to you um, or who's going to take care of the money on behalf of the kids if something happens to you. It's also critical in after your divorce because most of the time, if you've named your spouse as your beneficiary on your retirement or your life insurance policy, those types of things, if you do not update those documents with new beneficiary designations, those beneficiary de designations continue even after the divorce. Yes. And so it could be that you pass away even five, 10 years after your divorce and your ex-spouse gets your retirement or your life insurance. So it's critical to update that information after your divorce. Additionally, you really want to name someone else to be your medical agent um, or to make your your financial decisions for you if you're incapacitated and aren't able to make those for yourself. Now, I would have thought that you should go ahead and change those beneficiaries the minute you decide to separate. And I've heard some people say, no, don't do that. Um, can you shed any light on that? Sometimes it depends on the institution as to whether you're even eligible, whether you're even, if it's even possible to do so. So okay. again, being here in Maryland, we have a lot of federal employees. Um, and so I believe there are restrictions on being able to make change beneficiary designations if you are married. So sometimes you have to wait for the divorce to be final. Um, oh, okay. I typically recommend at least if you have your separation agreement signed, that right. may be a great time to to make those updates. And if you haven't done it, then definitely after the divorce decree is finalized. Wow. Mm. So many, just absolutely so many little things that, that you don't think about that that's why having professionals on your team is so helpful. And then I would assume in your case in particular that divorce laws can change, right, you know, frequently. And so what worked one way five years ago isn't going to work the same way now. Absolutely. There are constantly changing things. Um and so it's important to, to really know what the new information is. Wow. So enlightening. So um, I like to ask every person that I have on this podcast, my, my goal is to make these podcasts not only educational and enjoyable, but to have things they can do immediately after the podcast. So what three actionable steps would you give to women in our audience? So the first would be to create that team okay. of professionals. So if you are at the very beginning stages, contacting a coach, um, contacting a, an attorney that really is looking out for your best interest and uh -huh. is supporting your goals, not their goals. Uh -huh. um, and also you know, that, that financial individual that's going to be stepping there with you. Okay. Gotcha. The se second would be to think about what your goals are and what the process is that best aligns with your goals. So okay. is that mediation? Is it, 
you know, negotiating a separation agreement individually. You know, what is what does it look like and what are your long term goals? And then okay. the third is after that divorce is over, make sure you update your estate plan so that you and your family are completely protected. And and if you don't have an estate plan, please get one. Yes, a absolutely. question that that just came out of those actual steps that I was thinking about. If my husband comes to me and says, I've got an attorney, I filed for divorce. Uh-huh. If he's already gotten an attorney, can I do mediation? Can you change back to mediation? Absolutely. And most of the cases that are initiated in litigation will end up settling somewhere before the final trial. And so it's not okay. an all or done situation. So gotcha. again, here in Maryland, if there are custody issues, the court's going to order those parents to go to mediation on those custody issues anyway. And many times we'll order them to participate in mediation on the financials. But you can choose okay. to go to private mediation before that. You can also hire your own attorney and give them a settlement proposal. So, you know, see if you can settle it before it gets to the expensive discovery phase. Um, Oftentimes we'll do informal discovery. So it doesn't cost tens of thousands of dollars in that formal discovery. And many times that is sufficient. What do you think a woman should look for when choosing an attorney or a mediator? Absolutely. So definitely experience in the family law world. So there are many attorneys and mediators that are the jack of all trades, do a little bit of everything. The family law realm is really specific and it's important to be informed about the laws associated with that because otherwise you're going to get unrealistic expectations of what Mm -hmm. to expect and what to ask for even in a negotiation i think it's also important to determine is this person known for litigation is this person known to be a pit bull or you know are they Mm. known by the community the other attorneys in the area known to you know what are those what is their reputation and so there are very few firms where they only specialize in alternative dispute resolution and not litigation. And really, I think that's one thing that sets us apart from many others is because it's a different way of thinking. It's a lot different in how you explain the information to your client, how you give, help them come to the decision as to what they should do. Because it's no longer (laughs) about us. It's really about the client and what they want to do. (laughs) Exactly. Great. So, Carrie, you have been just so helpful. How can our listeners find you to learn more? Yes. So, we have our website, which is jacobsonfamilylaw.com, and we are all over social. Um, so, we yeah. are on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, and even TikTok uh, at Jacobson Family Law. That's and awesome. YouTube. We also have a, you a have- breadth of YouTube videos and information um, that people can 
find more information about mediation and separation oh, agreements, great. estate planning. Oh, that sounds super. Carrie, thank you so much for being my guest today. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, I just greatly appreciate you taking the opportunity and having me on your podcast today. Oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think you've you've just been so so enlightening to so many things. I wish I had known about you and mediation when I went through my divorce. And I do want to add about the estate planning situation. My previous husband passed and he did forget to update his beneficiaries. So the insurance policy was uh, to be given to his ex-wife. So I want you to know this does happen. It does um, happen. And again, yes. yeah. Thank you so much, Carrie. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You've been a great addition to the series. Thank you so much. I'll Oh, you're welcome. All of Carrie's information will be available in the show notes along with mine, and you can find them at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for being with Carrie and me on this episode of the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series. I believe that women helping women is our superpower, and that's why I'm bringing you powerful women experts in all the areas of the divorce process. Divorce is not the time for guesswork, not when so much expertise is available. Remember, you don't have to go through this alone. There are so many experts ready and willing to help. Whether you are just thinking of divorce, have separated, are in the midst of the legal or financial process, or already divorced, I can connect you to a variety of divorce professionals just for you. Join me on the next episode of this series where we'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can do for you. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series podcast episode. We hope that you have found the information shared in this episode valuable to you no matter what stage you are in divorce. Remember that it can be a challenging time, but with the right support and guidance, it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. If you are interested in learning more about divorce coaching, how it should be the leader of your divorce team, and how it can help you navigate this difficult process, be sure to visit my website at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com and request a free consultation. We also encourage you to check out our other episodes and resources on the website and to stay tuned for more expert insights and advice on how to create a positive, empowered divorce experience. Take care and we'll see you soon.